Welcome to this episode of the Marketing Junkies with your hosts, Samir Kumar and Joe Simon. Uh, Samir, we are at episode number five, and this one is going to be a fun one. We're diving this, into marketing and dating. Uh, how does that relate, Samir? You got you to gotta really, really explain this to the audience because we got a bunch of people right now listening going, what the hell are these guys talking about? Marketing and dating? Well, I think I think we'll have to change our name to like the uh, the dating junkies or something after this one. I'm not sure which one we're teaching, but we will show you how they relate. So, um, marketing dating. So it's it's all human psychology, right? So it, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you're straight or gay or whatever. None of that none of that matters. This is all human psychology. And I'm going to start with a quote that I heard. Um, I heard it from Joe Polish. I don't know if it's he gets credit for it, but I'm going to give him credit for it. He said that marketing strategies are always changing, but human psychology never changes. So with that said, is if you understand human psychology, then you will be able to adapt your marketing strategies to fit that human psychology. So everyone's sitting out there, oh, you got to do social media, you got to do networking, you got to do this, you got to do that. Sure, if you understand the human psychology and how each one impacts that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we will... Yeah, let's take it in the realm of dating. And here's one of my favorite dating analogies, which will be crude, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you where it comes from. So one of the first things I ever heard about, you know, not one of the first things, one of the best things I heard about how do you make money? And the answer was go sell something. And I remember this was a coach of mine. And I said, well, how do you do that? He goes, well, just go sell something. And it was a little flippant, but I it made complete sense. It's like, if you don't sell something, you can't make money. And that brought me to the point of, hey, you know what? How do you get really good at selling? So even though, and, and this is going to be con contradictory to what most people teach, is you, we talk about how you have to woo the man or woo the woman. You, you, know, you go to a club, you have a drink, you get their number, you call them up for a date, you go out with them a few times, and then, you know, you get to sleep with them or get married or whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. But there are men and there are women who walk into a club and 30 minutes later, they got someone in the sack, right? Now, if you will forgive the crude analogy, the truth of the matter is they are, are, are they doing anything different? And the answer is yes. They have mastered a sales process to quickly build trust, to build likability, to get the person to be like, hey, listen, you know what? I'm completely comfortable stepping up to the plate on this. So that's one category of dating. And then the other part is that, yes, you have to. There is another uh, subsection of the dating world, probably a larger subsection of the dating world, where you do have to put the time and effort to woo the individual. So that's what, Joe, that's one of my favorite analogies is that, you know what? Yeah, sometimes you have to woo, but sometimes you can close the deal right away. And I'm a big proponent of, hey, why why create an unnecessary point of failure if you can close the deal right then and there? Now, I like where you're going with this, Samir. But now, just like customers, there's two types of customers, right? You got the ones that you want to marry or the ones that you just want to, you know, date. All right. So then there's uh, you got to go into that category as well, right? So if we look at that, look at that as a customer basis – or as a, as a business relationship, well, I would lean towards that as, the, well, those are the ones you want to marry, right? And if you're just Absolutely. looking at the one-offs, well, that's, a, that's your analogy of the one-night stand. So is it really, it, it's a good question to throw back out to the universe and to you as well. Is it really the fact that that person wants just the one-night stand and only, you know, get basically get paid once, which that we when we're talking about customers, you only get paid once for that. 
and you'd have to keep doing that over and over again. Or do you want to build a long-term relationship where you get paid back tenfold from that customer? Where would- so now, 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 now that we're talking about getting paid for one-night stands, I think we're going to take a horrible tangent on this podcast, but it should be entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> so, I, I um, wish we had artwork to do on this podcast. If anybody listening does graphic design, please send in your edition of this episode. I'd really like to see what it looks like. <laughs> all right so getting paid for the one night stand all right so you know it's actually a great analogy that it's actually good that you brought that up because uh most business owners treat um the marketing part of it they, they, they don't they don't do the marketing part of it they someone comes in they execute a transaction and the person you know the business owner is like hey i got i got a transaction i made the sale you know samir said hey you got to sell something i sold something and i made money and the the marketing is left at hey by the way thanks for coming in if you ever need anything in the future or know someone that does uh tell them to look me up tell them to give me a call that's the extent of their marketing and they have this expectation that the focus is on the person's response so you know i'm going to take i'm going to go a little bit um neanderthal and go into typical male female roles and all that stuff and so uh i might be labeled a sexist a little bit here but i'll take my risk on this so you have a guy who meets a woman and he meets her at a, at a bar takes her number and he calls her right and so the first transaction so to speak is done and he's like well i called her she's going to call me and what the gentleman fails to realize is no you are in you are responsible for the continued effort to make this work and that's what business owners are also missing which is sure you got the initial transaction and that initial transaction it may have been from luck it may have been for from effective marketing whatever it may have been but now that person's in your world the woman has given you their number why in the world would you screw that up and put the onus on her when she's like, yeah, if he wants to go out with me, he'll put an effort into it. That's kind of how business owners operate. They're like, well, you know what? They work with me once they'll work with me again, or they called me or they emailed me trying to find out information about working with me. And if they want to work with me, they'll reach out again. And the answer is no, it is not their responsibility to do so. So Joe, take, maybe you could take this from here and say, all right, so where do business owners what should and shouldn't business owners not do when someone kind of reaches out and says, hey, I'm interested, I raised my hand. What do most of business owners do? What should they do and what should they not do? Well, let's just go with the the basic thing. I think this was a great line from um, the book Story Brand. If you haven't read it, I urge everyone to read this book, great book. But uh, he gets a great line in there where he talks about marketing, what most business owners do. Uh, they'll say, hey, do you, and the, do you want to go out with me? And the uh, the prospect or the customer goes, yes. And the next question that the business owner goes, do you want to sleep with me? And the guy goes, no. Well, you know. And then the next question is, do you want to go out with me? And the guy goes, yes. And he goes, the, the next question is, do you want to sleep with me? And the guy goes, no. And the next question is, do you want to do you want to go out with me? And the guy's like, yes, I really you know. We've gone out a couple of times. Do you want to sleep with me now? Nah, maybe. Right. So that's the great. It's a great analogy that they put together in that book about how a, a business looks at writing copy and how a business uh, looks at a client because they're always trying to jump the gun. But he takes it to a different tangent here. He takes it to the point of saying, if you don't ask, you'll never get. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a great way of looking at it like, yeah, you know, you, you keep going back and forth. You keep saying, hey, would you like to go out with me? Great. And the person says, yes. Awesome. So, you know, we, we discussed a follow-up sequence in one of our previous podcasts. 
I think it's it's a great analogy towards that. Most business owners, when someone raises their hand, if their system is not good enough, they might do the you know the introvert aspect of it and walk away and <laughs> just say, nope, I'm not here. You know, I know you're raising your hand, but I don't want to work with you. So that's the yeah. flip side to it. And of course, the ones that are already jumping out of their pants and, you know, already in the sack and saying, all right, I know you said you, you want to go out on a date, but let's skip that and go right to the bedroom. So there's there we have the two sides here. So I think we have to find a good place in the kind of in between to, for them to really, you know, get them to uh, to a nice little medium, a happy medium, we should say. One night stands, jumping out of their pants, get them in the sack. Oh man, this is, I don't know if this is the Marketing Junkies podcast anymore, but all right. So, <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I think we should save the, uh, a sales discussion for another episode, probably a longer episode, because I, I do really like the psychology of sales. And that would be for the person that wants to, you know, you really want to learn how to, get someone in your world quickly and then but for those of us that um, have people in our world have clients in our world have uh, people who are repeat clients and referrals don't hit on an important point is what are you doing or not doing to nurture that relationship for more business and I I don't think we've used this term yet uh, or maybe we did in an earlier episode because we're talking about the lifetime value of that client someone comes in someone reaches out to you as a prospect and we're taught and you know in the last episode we talked about uh, a good prospects versus bad prospects those that would fit into the 80 percent and those would fit in the top 20 percent which are the ones you want to keep so now you have someone a prospect that reaches out to you and uh, by all indicators this person is going to be in your 20 percent they're if, if this works out they are going to be a fantastic client to work with what are you doing or not doing to woo this person or even close this person into your world? And are you understanding or, you know, are we understanding the lifetime value of this client? And this is where if you understand this concept, it's it changes your entire perspective on just t- treating people as a transaction. So and Joe, please chime in if I'm missing anything uh, on the lifetime value of a client. You have the initial transaction, you have uh, repeat transactions, you have future business, which are kind of um, other services you may offer or people you can refer them to who refer business back. You have people that this client will refer to you. You have people that the referrals of this referral will send to you. And so we can go down this extensive line of how much business can come if you just treat this person properly and know the psychology of bringing them into your world? And now, if let's just say you have a transaction, you have an initial transaction of a thousand dollars, and you're like, "Well, you know what? I made a thousand dollars on this guy. I made the maximum I could on." No, you're missing out on the repeat business of a thousand. Maybe another repeat business of a thousand. A referral of a thousand. A referral. Another referral of a thousand. And so now you're saying, "Wait a second. If I don't have a marketing system in place, I'm not just losing a thousand bucks. I'm losing five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars over the lifetime. And here's the crazy part about it: is lifetime value is really difficult to assess because if they refer one person, that person refers one person, that person refers one person, the numbers go up exponentially. 
So Joe, you know, chime in here. See, am I missing anything on this lifetime value of a client? The lifetime, no. I think you you hit a lot of aspects of it. And look, we we have the 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 clients out there that come to us and say, "Hey guys, I'm having a hard time figuring out what my lifetime value of my client really is." Uh, sometimes we try to just go simple, just trying to get the the basics behind it. Uh, sometimes we really they, they're able to have that tracking in place and get that information to us that makes it help it, it helps us help them a little bit better. But you know, I think you've you've hit on a few good points with about the psychology of sales, about the psychology of actually getting them to make that purchase, right? Because I think to bring it back to the dating aspect in the beginning, there's three types of people that you date. Right. And there's three there's three types of buyers, I should say. So you make your own analogies with this. I'm going to give you the aspect of the buyers and uh, whoever's listening, you feel free to pick out who, who you think it would be on the dating side. So we have the ones that we call the spendthrifts, the guys that will just spend uh, a ton of money, uh, you know, freely, have no problem. Figure out what they're called on the other side. Then we have the opposite who are the, you know, the cheapskates, right? The tightwads. They don't want to spend a dime. Right. So if we look at a look at that as okay, that's that's about 20%, the tight wads are 20%, and then you just have the average, the average spenders. They're about your 60%, right? So if we really look at those three types of buyers, and your thinking has to figure out, okay, from the uh, the, the people that are easy, the people that approves, and the people that are your average, you know, you really have to figure out how your marketing and how your psychology is going to be different for each one. So it's a great it's a great way to look at it. I think the lifetime value of whoever you pick on that, if you decide to go with the you know the the easy ones, the spendthrifts, if you if you decide to go with them, you have a very okay. Th- those are the ones we discussed earlier on. Those are your one offs. That means you need to do volume there, guys. You have to be the Wilt Chamberlain of uh, <laughs> of business right now. You yeah, have to knock be- himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't figure that analogy out. Uh, then I'm surprised you have a business man at this point. But um, no, I mean, look, if if you're if you're at that point and you you are just doing volume, good for you. You might be, you know, the 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 tight wads, as we said, the cheapskates. But I I know plenty of consultants out there that work within an industry that doesn't get a lot of money, and they're killing it because they they know that these guys once they trust them, they will spend any amount of money on them, right? And you'd be surprised. The hardest people to break into are the average spenders, you know, because those are the ones that you have to date a little bit. You have to go through the process with them. So you have two ways of looking at it. Um, but either way, it still gets you back to, to to your goal of saying, you know, how do I break this up? How do I know who my client is? How do I know what to spend on them? Um, how how do I know how long this date's gonna last? All right. So that's where that lifetime value. Like, what are you really trying to get at the end? So. Sometimes you might just be building this backwards. Like, what are you really looking for? You're looking for a wife. You're looking for a girlfriend. You're just looking for that one night stand, right? So I think that's a it's a great way to break it down. A great way for everyone to kind of look at it when they're designing their marketing plan. Yeah, I don't think any one of those is actually wrong. I mean, it, 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 they have different connotations in the. The truth of the matter is that some businesses are uh, focused on that long-term value of the client, the lifetime value, and that there are certain businesses where you do you are just a transaction. It is the one-night stand. It, it's a one-time lifetime purchase, or it's a purchase. You know, to take bigger purchases. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say this because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um, 
I'm going to call myself on my own hypocrisy here. So let's just say you have a bigger purchase, like a car or a house. Uh, you know, you might be like, okay, listen, I'm in it for the transaction, but what we're missing out on lifetime value, where I, I think you still need to focus on maintaining that relationship or focusing towards the marriage, is that that person, if that person's an investor, they're going to buy another house, or they have family members who need another car. Uh, so you don't want to just treat any. I, I take that back. You don't want to treat any person as just a transaction because there is always more behind that transaction. Okay, so. Joe, I'm going to take this a little bit more into the psychology of dating. This is something I actually learned back when I was dating. Uh, I wanted to get better at it, so I started reading books at that time. There were clearly not as many books at that time that the, as there are now, but there were some fundamentals that I learned about psychology which were which were super important. Um, and I think that one of the important things is uh, control. Okay, so control in terms of dating has a very strong psychological effect as to attracting the other person towards you. And one of the examples that I will use is uh, one of the worst things you can do when you're dating is be desperate because you can smell, smell desperation from a mile away. The same thing applies in marketing. If people smell that you are desperate for business, and let's just say in this day and age, people's noses are very well attuned to smelling desperation, you are going to lose business. However, on the flip side, and even if you are desperate, but you give off the aura of, you know what, I am good, I am doing business, and you would benefit from working with me, and you need me more than I need you, you're going to have a huge impact on the psychology of the person that you are trying to bring into your world. You still there, Joe? Yeah, still here. I was trying. Okay. I, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I was actually jotting something down because there was a, it was a great uh, a book that came out a while ago. And I think, again, look, these books didn't come out when you and I were dating, but um, I'm sure you, it was written by the pickup artist, The Game. Uh, great, fun book to read. And it's funny, uh, a buddy of mine was reading this and he was using it while he was uh, picking up chicks on Tinder. So this is exactly mm -hmm. his words. He's like, hey, I'm using this book for that. But as he's giving me these, the, the kind of the rundown of the book, all right, my, my marketing mind is thinking, I'm like, dude, you know, and it's exactly what you just said, Samir. You just basically said you were looking at it from a psychological perspective, like how do I get the conversation better, Right. And that's all it came down to. Now, one of the things that were different amongst everything that I've ever learned, even my own thing, uh, I learned from different people, from my brother, and I learned from uh, friends in the neighborhood. Uh, the answer would be, you have to try as much as possible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was just like uh, you'll never know unless you keep trying, right? And that is that uh, you know, it's like the thousand shots you take, you might make only two, but it's because you tried. You at least took the thousand shots, but that was the philosophy that I went with back then. And I think as a business owner, you know, we have a lot of people that get, you know, paralysis and they don't actually do something. So I think that's kind of the, the big takeaway that, yeah, there are there is psychology behind it. And you went the path of, you know what, let me read some books about it. Let me figure out how do I speak to them better? How do I build my communication up? But at the end of the day, it could have just been practice. It could have been, maybe I have to, you know, 
try try you know uh, hitting on a thousand people or you know or it, and see what worked and what didn't work. But the flip side to that is you might have to deal with nine hundred ninety nine rejections. <laughs> you know? So I, th- I think there's definitely something to be said for that. Is that you definitely need to practice. This is uh, the psychology of sales or, or dating is something that you can read about, uh, but you actually have to test the theories because it's, it's something that is not innate. So the, you know, to go back to, um, the dating example to, you know, most guys will be what women will call yes men. They'll hover, they'll stick around, they'll do everything the woman says, and that will actually make them less attractive to the woman because they are not presenting themselves in an alpha position. Okay, again, risk of sounding sexist here, but you know, I'm, I'm going to tr- more traditional roles. And what happens is the gentleman who has the presence of mind and the ability to control his emotions and to, you know, to be friendly, but not hovering, to be able to step aside, to be able to wait three, five, seven, ten days to call a woman who gave them their number actually acts as a, uh, has the opposite effect of desperation and actually makes the client or the woman or the man more interested because the person is now a challenge. Okay. So now, what poses a challenge? So there's different things that can pose a challenge. I'm not saying I'm not saying that if a prospect calls you to be like, ah, I'm going to wait two weeks to call you back. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying in business. But there there is a way, to, but you don't want to be also calling that person every single day. Um, and this is where, and I don't remember which episode we discussed it, but this is where the education marketing part of it comes in, where the wooing process comes in, where it's not desperate, but it's very matter of fact. So for example, um, one of the things that we do is, uh, or I should say more I, because it's about me and, and my team is someone comes into our world. We I'll have a conversation with them. I'll talk to them for five minutes. I'll say, you know what? I understand. You just want to have, you kind of have a little peace of mind that, I'm here for you and that I'm a nice guy and that I have, you know, I'll have a normal conversation with you. And then though my assistant will take over, she'll send them a preliminary email and then they'll go into what we call a prospect follow-up sequence, which is an automated wooing process. And that wooing process is not about please work with us, please work with us, please work with us, but rather showing the understanding what they want understanding what their fears are and answering questions and giving them information that directly relate to the stuff that they're already thinking so that by email number two, three, four, ten, whatever it may be, they're like, I want to work with you. I, you don't need to sell me to work with you. I want to work with you. I want to go out with you. And all I need to say is, all right, come on in. So this is where is a very similar correlation in the dating world is that the more you show the other individual that, hey, look, I have everything that you want. I, I present these qualities that you're looking for. I know what you're thinking and what you're thinking and what you want. And here they are. I'm presenting them to you. I'm educating you about them, but I'm not begging you to go out with me. I'm not asking you to go out with me. I want you to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I want to go out with you. How do I do that? Because now when the person wants to come into your world more than you want to get them into your world, it is a beautiful, beautiful place to be. And, and Samir, can't argue with that one bit. I think that you covered 
uh, a great angle on psychology with that. I think that really gets what people get with the dating aspect. If you could relate it to the marketing aspect with it, I think it's a real, it's a real, it made some headwind on that. Um, a great article that was written, it was called The Tinder Effect. It was in Psychology Today. I just want to just quote that on, if, if you haven't read it, I suggest all those, just Google it. It's called The Tinder Effect, The, the Psychology of Dating. It was really a great article. Uh, they basically look at it like, basically, they look at the social dynamics of a bar, but they made it into an app, right? So if you really think about it, you know, they assess the picture, then they gauge the interest, then they decide to start a conversation. And if you really think about how how the psychology behind it really is, is they made it so simple, right? So even the business of that app, they said, how do we make this simple? So they, I think they made a great job of just making a business, you know, of exactly what we're talking about. They just combined exactly what we just said about dating and marketing, and they made it into an app that really just looks at the picture, right? And this says, okay, are, are you and I compatible just by picture alone? All right, now we've passed that step. Let's get to the interest. Are we compatible on the interest? Now, this could be just marketing itself, right? If somebody comes to your website, they look at the website and they're just checking out the site. They're not even reading the content yet. So if they're only looking at it as in just, all right, what do I visually see? Now, I'm the first one to tell you, Samir, I remember back in the day, I would say, you know, ugly websites sell. I was that guy. But lately, I've gotten to the point where people come to a website and they're like, yeah, I want to see a very classy website. I want to see a website that's functioning when I click on things. And I also want to see a website that shows me information about the, the business, about the team, about everything. So it, it's amazing. So that's just the visual aspect. Then they dive into the, to the, the copy, right? They get into the copy and see the gauging, the interest, saying, okay, are they really speaking to me? Again, great, great way of looking at it. And finally, they start a conversation. And it's a rudimentary conversation, but still, it could just be a chat box. It could be a phone call. It could just be an email, uh, you know, contact me form that's filled out and sent to you. But I think when we look at it between a marketing aspect and we look at it from the dating aspect and we look at this company, Tinder, who's put it all together and made an app, a very successful, obviously, uh, multi-million dollar app here that's really working well for them, for their co-founders. Uh, I got to give them a lot of credit. They've taken exactly what we discussed and it's made an amazing algorithm. So uh, my hat's off to them. But if you haven't read it and if you want to dive deeper into this conversation about marketing and dating, I urge urge you guys listening, take a look at that article. Great article. Uh, you know, the Tinder effect, really good. Yeah, I, uh, I'll have to confess, I, I've never used Tinder. Um, I think I've seen one person using it, and I uh, and, and I <laughs> look at Tinder, and I said, man, it was so much harder when I was dating, although although online dating came out when uh, I, I was in that world. But there's, I, I think what's really great about this concept, and to kind of bring it back to old school versus new school, so let's just say Tinder is new school, right? This is the, the fast and the efficient way to to date. And that's fantastic. Like, you know, you, you go through, you're, you're scanning this massive bar. Okay, I'm attracted to this person, this person, this person, but I'm really attracted to this one individual and I want to go out with this individual. Okay, so here's where the psychology comes in, is that assuming that you're looking for the one person, right, for whatever purpose, okay, is okay, I've identified the ideal uh, candidate, the ideal date, the ideal client, whatever it may be. Now, the old school is the psychology. Remember in the beginning I said mar you know, marketing uh, strategies change, aka Tinder, but human psychology doesn't. So the key here is to kind of go old school once you've used the modern methods and say, all right, 
Now, what is the psychology that's going to have this person want to come into my world? And, and that's a very different statement than how do I get this person into my world? How do I get this person to want to come into my world? And I think that we'll have to discuss that in a different episode where we discuss more psychology. Uh, we'll talk about how copywriting, whether it's in verbal format or written format, but um, I can't see us not talking about that down the line, Joe. <laughs> Absolutely, I think we, I think we kind of beat this down a little bit with a because uh, it's it, to me and you. I think it's a very simple concept, but I know uh, even dating is not a simple concept. So I think it's it's something that it, if it makes it easier for you in your business, and if it makes it easier for you to comprehend how to write your copy or how to speak to your customer, then I'm more than happy that we did this episode because I think it has a lot of takeaways. So, uh, Samir, like I'm just going to say, this is one of those episodes that we uh, we chalk up there that if we, we get a lot of feedback on, we might have to dive in again and, you know, go with a different angle with this. But right now, I think we're good. <laughs> I think we, we've hit everything we can on this. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I well, no, I mean, there's 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 so much more to dating. I think we'll hit, we'll hit it definitely the dating. The dating analogy will definitely crop its pretty or ugly head in many, many episodes to come. Um, but Joe, let me, let me throw this to you this time. What's the one thing that uh, the, uh, the listeners can implement and start doing right away? I think the one thing they can do right away is definitely leave us that five-star review uh, before we uh, sign off today. But like always, I think just knowing uh, the copy and the conversation that you're having with your client, uh, just treat it like you're dating. Like, so don't be in a rush, take your time, uh, have that conversation a little at a time. I think it goes a long way. So for all of you that are listening right now, I think that's the first step. And I think you'll have a lot of fun looking at it this way. Uh, but like always, like I say, you know what? It's uh, Marketing is fun. Uh, dating is fun too. Keep it as a game. I think we'll, we'll all win. So for those listening, Samir, we're going to sign out and uh, we'll catch up with them soon. Sounds good. Have a good evening, everyone. Have a good day and uh, good luck with the dating and the business. See you guys next episode.